Hi, Chris Valentin here. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. I'm so excited about my new show, Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. You can watch it weekly on my YouTube channel or listen to it here. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, welcome to the Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to be fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. And I'm your host, Chris Valentin. And this is my lovely wife, Kathy, Kathy, and we have been married for 46 years, right? 46 years. A long time. And together for over 50. Over 50. That's right. That's a long time. That is a long time. We're going to talk about that today because people are always asking us like, you know, tell us your story. Tell us your story. As a matter of fact, you wrote a book called The Good, the God, and the Ugly. Yes. And that book is that wherever good books are sold, you can read it on our website also. But uh, we want to talk today about, you know, where it all began, how it started, because we we, we love to actually inspire people mm-hmm. to, you know, to greatness, we say, to be fully alive. And so we want to talk a little bit today about how it started for us. And sometimes people look at your life and you're like, okay, you have this platform, you guys, these kids, you've raised all these, these kids and you, you do all this stuff and, you know, and life is just... Life just goes so well for you and not well for me. So mm-hmm. I, I think we'll just start out by, let's talk just a little bit about how you grew up and I'll tell a little bit of my story. Okay. And I met you when you were 12. Yep. So you might tell the pre-12 story. The pre-12 story. Yeah. Wow. Well, I grew up, um, there was my parents and then I have one sibling, a sister. And we were just pretty much an ordinary family and we'd go camping every year and for vacation and... That's where I ended up meeting you Come in on. Clear Lake, Come California. On. Let's do this. So a um, couple things about me. I, I um, marched for the Oakland Raiders football team. You were the twirler. Twirler. Twir- twirler. Twirler. A baton I can't say twirler. It. Twirler. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like thriller. Twirler. 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 Okay. That's Let's okay, move honey. on because yes. I, I probably won't get that word right. <laughs> You twirled baton. I did. Yes. So that was kind of fun. Didn't stay with it very long. There were a lot of political stuff involved, and I decided I was too young for that. So. But you were 12 when you were doing that, right? Uh, about 11 and a half, right before I met you. Wow. That's amazing. I know. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And your father was a business guy? Yeah. He had his own worked, shop. Worked a lot. He worked a lot of hours. He was also a professor at a college a local college yes, in the area. Was. And so he was, he just was gone a lot. You know, my mom pretty much raised us kids just because dad wasn't around. Yeah. He was working all the time or gone. And then you met me. I did. And I grew up in a very dysfunctional home. I have a wonderful, I have a wonderful mom. She's in heaven right now. Mm-hmm. Some pe- Sometimes people say, well, you lost your mom. No, I didn't, lost, I didn't lose her. I, I know where she is. She's in heaven <laughs> right now. She's probably watching me. Watching us, but yeah, I had a great mom, but I my, lost my dad when I was three. We yeah. told that story so many times, and I had a stepfather from five to thirteen who was very, very abusive, physically abusive too. And then we, my mother, divorced, and then married another man at fifteen that was very, very extremely uh, had a super bad temper. So we we have some stories about we you. do when date the dating days the dating days when you, my my dad would flip a switch and go crazy and you I got to witness it yeah <laughs> and you would be oh, I think I'll wait in the car he'd always apologize I'm so sorry you had to see that I'm so sorry yeah but he was he was a little little crazy so we met 
went to Clear Lake. Went to Clear Lake. Which you guys went every year. Yeah, and so did the guy that brought you. Yeah, he his went, name was Gary. Yeah, Gary. And then I went to Clear Lake with Gary and his family. And uh, your motorcycle. I'm a motorcycle. My brand. I just got my brand new Honda 100. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> <laughs> you meet nicer people on Honda. That was an old commercial for Honda, actually. And so we get there, and you were 12, and I was 15. Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend at the time, which you, you didn't. I don't think you knew. I about. didn't know that. And uh, and you know, and so I I learned how to ski out on that lake that day. Well, sort of oh, because I can't swim, so I was wearing two. I was wearing a. a I remember a vest that you were a, so a, what do you call funny it? A like a belt, a ski belt with a vest. Because I could, and you had so much bulk on you that, <laughs> that the vest was like up against your exactly. chin, and you could see your cheeks, and you were holding on for dear life. Yeah, when I finally, you know, they every time I'd fall because I, I, you know, was it was on double skis, and they'd pull me and go, okay, take go, and then we'd go, and I'd fall, and then I, I didn't want to let go of the ropes because I was so afraid of the water, so they would. The first time they drugged me for like, I don't know, for for like three or four minutes looking for me and I not thought, realizing that I had hung on in the rope. <laughs> and I was I, like a bobber. I was for sure. I was for sure that you swallowed half the oh, lake that I did. day. I was, and I couldn't even ski. I I I actually was a pretty good water skier. Yeah, you were skier. a good skier. Yeah, we used to ski with flags carrying, spelling out Clear Lake. Yeah. Each holding a flag, being pulled well, up by four boats. Well, that's when you were the twirler. Being, that's when <laughs> I was a lot tro- skinnier. <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't ski because you had. Uh, I had laid out on the raft yeah, all day. You, you got burnt the day before watching yeah. you work on Gary's Come father's on. boat. I, I had Three hours in the I sun in the July hot That's, July sun. No, you're out there somewhere. <laughs> I, caught I was her like eye. a lobster and I couldn't go skiing, but I went. I went in the boat with you guys. That you was did. fun. Yeah, drove around the boat, and then so my friend Gary had a motorcycle and I had a motorcycle. So you talked your parents into letting you go on the motorcycle. We took a motorcycle ride. That was apparently supposed to be an hour. Neither put, one of us heard. I, I didn't hear that. hear that at all. And we did it. We took like six hours. You got home in the evening. I just remember pulling up on the bike and outside of our camp along the fence, there was probably about 15 people waiting for us. Yeah, it was like the. the I remember uh, seeing my grandma and my grandpa. It was like a coup. Oh, my gosh. They were all mad. They were so angry. And my hair, my hair used to be down past my butt, and I didn't pull it back when we were riding, and nobody wore helmets back then either. Yeah. Remember that? I had my hair look like a, was yeah. like way <laughs> out there. <laughs> oh, gosh. I if, if our kids ever did that, if our daughters did that. Yeah, they would be grounded for the rest ever. of their life. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> we met there, and then uh, I, I left, and I left a— a coat or something behind. Coat or sweater or sweater, something, yeah. some article of clothing. I never thought we'd, we'd see each other again. And I was just being a little careful because, again, I had a girlfriend. So I was like, I was I was really like Kathy, but I wasn't hitting on her because I was faithful to the girl I had. And uh, then we got home and, uh, you know, I, you 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 figured out my where I live from yeah, my grandmother. Yeah, I did. Well, I never thought I was going to see you again. I was going to be over. In fact, when you, the the morning you guys, because you guys left early morning. You well, cried. late morning. Oh, man. I remember the, the pier we used to go sit on. Yep. You, hang, you hung out in the pier and what? Cried and cried for like three days. It was terrible. It was awful. You were in love with me. Oh, I was. You were, I was totally for you, it was in love, love you. In, at first sight. For me, it was, I liked you, but I, 
I didn't fall in love with you. Oh, I fell in love with you. I had somebody else. So I think part of that was just me making sure I was being faithful. So when I walked, I walked by your campground and mm-hmm. I found something of yours. Yeah. I thought, oh, this is an opportunity <laughs> to find you again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so he looked for the phone book and we weren't in the phone book. But my grandmother I knew you was. lived in Sunnyvale. Yeah. I, I did know that. And my and then you called my grandmother and my grandmother told you where I lived and you showed up with my coat. I did. And you knocked on the back door. Well, you called. I called you first. Yeah. And you're like, hey, yeah, I got your coat. I'm like, yeah, come on over. So not not realizing you had to drive 30 miles to come over, but yeah. And then my you parents, came over. My parents took me. They did. Mm-hmm. And then you knocked on the door and my- Your mom answered. My mom answered. I was so- I was so nervous. I mean, I was so nervous to see you again. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe my parents were taking me because they hated you, sort of. Wow, because I t- kept you for so long. I know. Yeah. They they got over but it. But I was a total gentleman. You were. Mm-hmm. Yes, you were. But your mom answered the phone, it answered the door, and I was so nervous to see you. And mm-hmm. I remember her calling you. You probably were just hiding or something. No, I didn't. You, you said, well, you gave us a time, and I and it had like, oh, we'll be there from one to two sometime. All right. All right. I was just hanging in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. I used to live in my bedroom because I my crazy yes, dad. Yes, you so did. I'd just like come out only when necessary to eat. Yeah. <laughs> like Igor. <laughs> so that was a little awkward so, when we finally ended up seeing each other again. And yeah. And nothing, then, nothing really happened. I mean, I, I, I don't even remember how long we stayed. Like 10 minutes maybe? 15 probably. But when you left, this is this is a great part of the story. When you left. Well, my mom was, well, so I had this girlfriend. My mom didn't like her. I, I had, I always, I had girlfriends from the time I was like in seventh grade. My mom never liked one of them. She never, I mean, she's always kind and she'd take us mm. to the skate arena or places, you know, obviously, cause we were young, but she never liked any of them. So when she met Kathy, when she met you, right. So she says, she said to me after Kathy leaves, she goes, she's the marrying kind. Well, by then <laughs> I knew she was 12, which I don't think I knew that till like close to when we were, we were leaving Clear Lake. And I said, mom, she's 12 years old. And my mom said, I don't care if she's 10. She's the marrying kind. <sighs> so that was the beginning. Yeah. That was the beginning of our relationship. And then my girlfriend, I found out my girlfriend cheated on me. And so then I don't, it seems like we had some other contact for some reason. And then I called you and we just kind of hung out on the phone. I don't think we that. had any more contact until October. Cause I remember that was in, that was in like, August, because yeah. it was July when we were in camp. I remember, but and then I, in October, I remember we had just gone back to school. And I was going to was going shop. We were we were going shopping with my parents. My sister was staying home, and I said, "If Chris happens to call, make sure you get his phone number." And on and on and on and on. And she, you called. She didn't get your phone number, and I was so upset. So we started like well, we lived thirty miles apart. Yeah. So. So I started calling her and just kind of hung out on the phone for a little while. And then I went to see you. And I don't even remember those early days, honestly. I had a motorcycle. All yeah. I had was a motorcycle. So I had to drive 30 miles. My motorcycle wouldn't go on the freeway because it's too small. I remember going to a football game was our first outing. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, a couple of football games. But then we slowly, we so like she fell in love. I slowly grew in love. And then by the time we were together for a year— I asked her to marry me, and I, we were together one day. And I said, "I think you would you would you want to marry me?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "All right." And we know we're like, we were we were we were. She was 13. I was 16. So, but I was already working full time. I, yeah. I worked full time, so I had a full time job. I had money. 
Yeah. And I, you know, again, I had transportation. And so um, I didn't ask her parents if I could marry her. I just asked her and I didn't ask my parents. I mean, we grew up in, you know, especially my home was so dysfunctional. And then uh, that, that uh, Christmas, I, I got her. We had picked we had picked out rings together. Yeah, we got rings, and I bought her a ring, and the ring was like, I mean, it was expensive. It was ring. like nine hundred dollars like, back then, which was a really expensive. Yeah, for. it was probably like a three or four thousand dollar ring nowadays, and uh, and I I paid for it, and at Christmas time I wrapped it in. No, you didn't wrap no, it. No, I wrap it. I did have it wrapped, but then I was working in a warehouse. <laughs> So I had it ra- I had it uh, canned. First, I had it canned, in, like in a regular can, like a can of peas, like you open. And then uh, I, I put it in a, a, a box big enough for that. And then I put it in like 30, 30 boxes. There was 30 boxes that you had wrapped my ring in. Yeah, so put them in box, every so often. Bigger box, then a bigger box, then a bigger box, then a bigger box. About every fifth box, there was some gift in there. Yeah. Until we came to the last one, which is a can opener. I'm like, what in the world am I going to do with this can opener? So I had no idea. At first, I thought I was going to get a ring. And then as we got going, I thought, no, this isn't a ring. And then at the, the last box, was open then it was the can and mm-hmm. then she opened the can opener opened the can with the can opener and there was the ring for the woman of her dreams <laughs> i never knew you could even have something canned oh, that's yeah. what it was pretty totally cool threw it yeah off. somebody gave me the idea but it and was, my parents were there both our, of our parents both, were there yeah and uh, they both by then by then uh they knew that i was going to give you a ring yeah. they both knew i was giving yeah. you a ring and you know my mom married young your mom married man, young yeah. so they they were some, we were young we were young but our they, friends weren't getting married we we were getting married all well, of our friends were no Donna across the street yeah a little she bit. got married in Scarlet yeah got married but young. they were older too they were older than you a year you know we got engaged and then her parents sat us down or her mom actually sat us down and said hey you know will you know Kathy we want to get married right away and she said you know you have to finish high school. Mm-hmm. And so Kathy was a brilliant star, uh, you know, shining, uh, a bright shining star in school. <laughs> She's super, super smart. And she was even in a biotech program at, at high school. So she just, you know. Well, I went to school in three years. I, I finished high school in three years. Well, that's what you did. So you can't. So, you so that could, I could get, yeah. So you could get married. I just took extra classes early in the morning. And she graduated number two in, her, in, her, in the entire school, even though she graduated three years instead of four. No, we neither one of us grew up in a Christian home. Kathy's Kathy's mom was kind of Catholic, and I I grew up in a home that you know wasn't a- atheist, but they but my my parents never said anything about God. Yeah, I think my mom would just you know to church then on Christmas and Easter, yeah. and my grandparents they went to church all the time, and mm-hmm. that's Rhonda and I would go with them. Yeah, but I had an encounter when I was fifteen. So the year I met Kathy is towards the end of the year. My mom was really, really, really sick, yeah. and she had, she was covered in psoriasis, and uh, and we had a prowler getting in our house all the time. I I, was, I just was getting to know you, and all that happened. Yeah, and and then um, so you know, again, I, I wasn't raised to, I wasn't raised to not believe in God. This I would say that my family was just kind of neutral, neutral. Yeah, and then um, so one night my mother was sleeping with a shotgun, and I was sleeping with a rifle, and my a guy got into our that the prowler who was like four or five nights in a week would get would try to get in our house and got That's in crazy. twice. And the second time he got in our house, he got in my room 
And I had a 22 rifle that my uncle had bought me years before. And he got in my room and I was sleeping with my rifle and I pulled my rifle out and I yelled. He jumped out the window and I took a shot at him. Oh, super gosh. scary time, you know, super scary time. And then um, that next night or it, maybe it might have been a couple nights later, I just couldn't sleep because I was like terrified he's going to get back in the house again, really. And so I prayed out loud and I said, if there's a God, if you heal my mother, I'll find out who you are and I'll serve you the rest of my life. And my mother was, as I said, was sleeping on the couch and she'd cry at night. It was really, really, really tormenting times. And uh, an audible voice said, my name is Jesus Christ and you have what you requested. The next morning, my mother's psoriasis was completely Mm. gone. And then about seven days later, six, seven, eight days later, the voice came back. He said, my name is Jesus Christ. You said that if I healed your mother, you'd serve me and I'm waiting. So by the time I connected with Kathy and by the time we got deeper in relationship, I was on this journey Thus, she was on a journey with mm. me to find God. And we sometimes we go to church together. We just go from church to church. I, I often would go by myself because uh, on, you know, on Sundays. But It was really interesting on that journey because mm. I thought I knew God. Yeah. Because I had gone through catechism, catechism, confirmation, everything. Exactly. And so I, I felt like I had had a relationship with God. Yeah. As much as I knew. But, but I wanted to be a nun. But you really, you had a religious experience. We didn't have a born again experience. I didn't know the difference at that at that stage in life. I I just thought I know who God is. Yeah. But I was going for you. And then yeah, you were going for me, and mm-hmm. so we ended up in this. You know, we were going from for so for the next three years, from the time I was fifteen till the time I was eighteen. We were in this search, and we a couple of times we went to different churches where they had an altar call and yeah, that, and I raised yeah. my hand, you raised your hand, but nothing really changed, nothing mm-hmm. really happened. And then when I was 18, Kathy was 15, right? You were 15, I was 18. We went to Halloween Singers. Yeah. And they they so were and we walked in there and it was powerful. And there was, you know, they were singing songs like Hallelujah. And while they were singing, people would get up and do these five-second testimonies. Mm-hmm. I was healed of cancer. It was a bunch of hippies. Mostly. The house was filled with hippies. Yeah, there were Jesus people who yeah. were ex-hippies, right? Yeah. And they would they would share these one-line testimonies. Remember that? Yeah. I, I got healed of cancer. I got delivered from heroin. God, yeah. Jesus healed me from epilepsy. Like these testimonies. And, and God's like, presence was all over those people as they were giving their testimonies. It was intense. I still remember that. I mean, like it just happened yesterday. Yeah. And it was just in a normal house, a two-story house. And- People everywhere on the lawns, oh, up the stairs, kids there, in easy. the kitchen. It was oh, it was packed. If you got there week. late, you sat on the front lawn. Yeah. They opened the windows. They had speakers in the windows. Yeah, and so we got there early the first night, and it was powerful. And like I said, they were worshiping, and we we're sitting on the front room floor because mm-hmm. we got there early. And then at the end of that meeting, the 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 guy's name that was leading it was young. He, you know, we were. I was eighteen. He was probably twenty three. I was Ken. Ken Hughes. Yeah. And he's playing guitar, and then at the end of the worship, he asked, you know, does anyone want to receive Jesus? And we both, of course, raised our hand. And then after he taught, which was a very simple teaching, he came mm-hmm. over and he sat on the floor with us. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He sat on the floor with us, and he explained the gospel to us in a, in really simple words. And it, it, was, it was powerful. And, and he said, you know, you are born again. He, this is the first time I think either one of us had any understanding because I couldn't read and Kathy didn't read the Bible. 
he said, you're born again and you need a father. And I'm like, well, I've pretty much need a father my whole life. Mm. So he brought two young men over and he said, which one of these two men do you want to be your father? And I just chose the better looking one. <laughs> His name was Art Kipperman. And he became yes. our spiritual father. And yeah. we met every week with him. And then when then a little later he got he got married like the year the year a year later. And his wife's name was Kathy. Mm-hmm. And then we got married two years later. And they were our quote spiritual parents. Mm-hmm. They were probably three years older than us, or yeah. maybe four. And uh and we met every week and they taught us how to read our Bible. <laughs> You remember that? Art would be like, did you read your Bible this week? Because we were supposed kept to. Kept us accountable. Kept us accountable. It was, uh, but we we never turned back. That that uh, From that day on, we serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we were struggling because, you know, we walked, we were, to, we were together five years before we got married. We had definitely did not have enough leadership in our life. Mm-mm. Definitely we were <clears throat> doing things that we shouldn't have been doing. And then we then we fall then we started following Jesus mm-hmm. and then we're like okay you know we've got to we got to actually walk like n- noble people get our act together. got to get our act together <laughs> you know people ask us all the time like did you ever think you'd be in the ministry I, I don't I don't think so oh no like our we we both love business well I love the medical field I wanted to be a doctor a PA a physician's assistant yeah or a nurse or something or a nurse yeah. yeah. And so we got married, and I was 20, and you were 17. 17. We were married, and uh, that was exciting. Our first year was amazing. It was. It was, like, glorious. It was glorious. I was I was managing a repair shop, and Kathy was our bookkeeper. Well, well first, she was going to—she tried to get into college to get her degree, and I didn't. I get, didn't sign up until really late. It was just kind in. of a, if I get in, I get in. If I don't, I don't, and— and then she ended up in the office being our bookkeeper mm-hmm. and then just stayed there. So we're literally from the time uh, from about six months after we got married to this day, which has been over 46 years, we have never not worked together. Yeah. And we've never not done a ministry together. Like everything we've ever done, we've done together. Uh-huh. So I was a volunteer youth pastor in Weirville. That's fast forward quite a bit and Kathy was Kathy and I did it together. Mm-hmm. Kathy was the children's pastor, I was the youth pastor. I mean, we've just we we we've done everything. I wouldn't know what work would be like without you yeah. being there. <laughs> it's kind of weird. We didn't always do the same exact job, but no, we were always we never in the same did the building. same job actually, uh, yeah. rarely at least. Yeah. So, we got married and then my grandparents had these houses that were like, I mean, when we lived in them, they had to be 75. I don't 75. know if you even want to call them houses. They were like they were yeah, they were pretty bad. They were over a hundred years old. Yeah, they're kind probably, of a glorified shack. Yeah. And then we remodeled ours. <laughs> we did. It was kind of fun. So we got married. Then we oh. first thing we did is I, I said to my grandpa, Is it okay if we gut the kitchen and can we paint? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'll provide I'll, I'll provide everything for that you. That house was like six hundred square feet. Yeah. It was so tiny. If you open up the two bathroom doors, you could do a circle from the kitchen to the bedroom. Yeah, you could go all the, the way bathroom. around. And it had mice and rats. Oh my really gosh! Bad. Do you remember that time yeah. I went down to the cellar? Yeah, I had nylons on. Yeah, I went downstairs to get something. I don't even think we were married yet. Yeah, we were married. It and was I came right I, after we got married. I came up back up the stairs, and I was itching, and I looked at my legs, and they were covered with all these black fleas. Yep. It was 
awful. And I remember screaming and trying to pull my nylons nice. off and and uh-huh. didn't know what to do. And I'm out in public and it was it was terrible. I was getting bit like crazy. And threw them in. And then it was like, I got them off. And now what do I do is I threw them in your mom's dryer. <laughs> And then we had, a, then we had, we had, we got this cat. This cat was a mean cat. This cat it was, was a great cat. He was mean though. He didn't like dogs. It didn't like, and he would bring up a mouse or a rat every day from yeah, the cellar. Showing you his prize. Oh, it was, it was like, now I look back and I'm like, that was, that was crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll have to share this part before we go. So Kathy was learning to cook every night. I would I would call her before I'd come home from work because she'd go home around three or four. And then I would, I'd often work till six or seven because I was managing a shop of 13 guys. And uh, she, so I would call and say, okay, I'm going to be home in a, in a half hour, whatever an hour. She'd say, okay, well, this is what we're having for dinner. So one night she, I call and she's like, we're having tuna casserole. Tuna casserole. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't like tuna casserole. She goes, oh no, we're having tuna casserole. I'm like, oh no, 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 I don't like tuna casserole. She goes, well, that's what we're having tonight. And I said, well, and we were probably married like <laughs> not very long, two weeks. So she, I come home and she puts, and I'm starving because I it's like seven at night, and she get, puts tuna casserole in front of me, and, and she's I'm like I don't like tuna casserole. She's like, well, that's all there is to eat. So I took a bite and I threw it away. You and dumped it in the garbage. I dumped it in the garbage. You made a big scene <laughs> about it. It was not funny. <laughs> and then she it said, I said, can you make me something else? And she's like, fine, I'll make you some tomato soup. <laughs> she's got the tomato soup on there and I hear the tomato soup boiling like I don't know how to make anything and but my mother used to make soup and I'm like I don't remember my mother boiling this for about <laughs> it's boiling boiling minutes. boiling and I, I'm like oh my gosh it was black on the it was, bottom finally it was black and she's, she dumps the soup in there in my bowl and she scrapes out the black that burnt to the bottom and, and the, it, it was like like I used to eat a lot of tomato soup. I'm like, so and she puts it in front of me, and I'm like, mm, "This is really good soup." <laughs> I, I ate that. I ate the whole thing, uh, and she's like, "And so that was our that was our first fight." It that was. So then that night. the next night, I sat down with my cookbook and made you sit across from me, and I went through every single thing in my cookbook. And if he would eat it, I'd put a dot by it. <laughs> I still have that cookbook. It's one of my favorites. Well, those were those were great. That was a great year. Oh, Our first it was. year. A lot of people say, "Man, the first year of marriage was tough." It was wonderful. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Of course, you could have sex all the time, which was very nice. <laughs> and we uh, we just had a wonderful year. You know, why don't we just take a minute just to pray for people's marriages right That'd now? That'd be great. And, you know, there are, there are a lot of people that there's our story is not their story. You know, yeah. they're struggling. And then COVID, they're locked down sometimes with kids. And so I think it'd be beautiful. Why don't you just, why don't you just, why don't you just pray for families? You have such great anointing for peace mm-hmm. on you. Thanks. Father, I just thank you for every person that's listening to this message. And Father, I pray that if they feel like they're in a place of, emptiness or a place of loneliness or a place Mm -hmm. of, I can't do this, Lord, that you would just intervene right now, Father, for what you've done and what you did for us, especially in those early days, Lord. Do it again, God. Father, for the marriages that are struggling, Mm -hmm. for the connections that are not made. Yes, Lord. For the the, the hearts that feel like they're pulling apart. Mm -hmm. Lord, I just pray that you would just turn the tide 
Father, that you'd release your peace in homes where there's been violence, peace in homes where there's been um, just uneasiness. Father, that you would just touch people's hearts and their lives right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. Just bring peace, God. Bring mm-hmm. peace to people. Thank you, Lord. Do do the impossible. Yes. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're loving Cultural Catalyst. This is uh, something that's been a dream of mine for a long time. We'll be interviewing lots of different leaders. And this next few weeks, we're going to be telling you our story. We hope you love it. God bless you. 